I'd like very briefly just to consider this final verse. It's well known. I'm sure it's a favourite to us. It's a promise and it's an imperative, a commandment, and it's very suited to prayer and to a prayer meeting. Let us therefore come boldly. Well, I don't know whether you find yourself ever in a surprising situation, a crisis, a difficulty. You might have some bad news, a bereavement, a sickness, something from the hospital or the doctor. Maybe there's some opposition, some difficulty. What to do? Do we panic? Do we go and seek help from elsewhere? Or do we do as it says here, to come therefore boldly? Other translations say, helpfully, with confidence unto the throne of grace. What a promise. What an encouragement to us. It mentions here the throne. I'm surprised how many times in the Bible the word the throne, the throne of God, is mentioned in so many different ways. It's one of those expressions that we say is anthropomorphic. What does that mean? It's using something we can see and understand to describe the divine characteristics of God. It's not a literal term. We read of God's eyelids. We read of his hands. We read of his eyes. We read of his feet. And here and elsewhere, we read of his throne. Now, I don't know what you have in your mind. Perhaps you think of a throne that a king or queen would sit on. That's not quite what it means. It's, it's a visual aid. And it says we can come to the throne of grace. Each of these pictures, these anthropomorphisms, if that's the right term, they're designed to teach us and to encourage us so that we have a correct understanding of God and his character and of his ways and of his doings. But we're warned in John chapter 4, verse 24, you know the verse, God is spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Don't think physically. That's not necessarily helpful just as it's not necessarily helpful to think of Christ and his face. We think of the truth. We think of what it's teaching us. We thought about the hands on Monday evening, those of us who are here, and that teaches us of his goodness, his care, his protection, his provision. So what are we to think about the throne of God? The throne of God, well... We won't refer to all of the texts. There's many. I might mention a few. We learn in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 1. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Two pictures. That tells us that the dwelling place of Almighty God is heaven. That's his habitation. It's where his abode is. It's where we're to think of him as dwelling where there is no sin, in perfect holiness. And the earth is where he will conquer, and he has conquered. It's considered his footstool. Well, secondly, you can look in 2 Chronicles 18, 18. I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne, 
and all the host of heaven standing on his right and his left. Again, it conjures up a picture in the mind, but what's the truth? The throne of God is surrounded. Angels singing. God is surrounded by those who are obeying him and worshipping him. They've surrendered to him. They've accepted his rule. And that teaches us that we should desire to be with them. Surrounded. Thirdly, Psalm 11 verse 4. His eyes behold... His eyelids try the children of men. There is God on his throne. He sees everything. There's nothing hidden from him. That's very searching. It's very reassuring. All the injustices, all the unfairnesses, all the things that we deal with in day-to-day life, and we think that's just wrong. It shouldn't be. God sees. God's eyelids are open, as it were, to all that goes on. There's a fourth thing it says in Revelation. There's several mentions of this. The seven spirits which are before his throne. What on earth does that mean? It goes on to mention in the subsequent verse, seven spirits, seven churches. Each one of the churches has access to the Holy Spirit, Each church is independent. We don't have to go through a hierarchy. We're not accountable to Mother Church. No, each church has access to the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Light, understanding, knowledge, guidance into all truth. How reassuring. We can go right to the throne. The spirit of this church, pictured in the seven churches, the perfect number. The spirit of this church is giving us access unto the throne of God in heaven. The seven spirits. How comforting. We're just one more before we see what these figures mean. Revelation 3.21, after Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door. It tells us there are two thrones in heaven again what's that about well on one throne is the lord god almighty the father and on the other throne it's described is christ and that throne is shared with all glorified saints it must be a large throne well of course not it's a figure what it's telling us is that Christ's throne is next to the Father's throne. He has access. There's no distance. The communication is instant. And we, if we love the Lord Jesus Christ, if we are in him, when we are glorified, we go to be with him. And the one who has overcome, it says in Revelation 3, 21, will be with all those others who equally have overcome the evil one. Well, just some of the things that the throne of God throws up for us and shows us. What do we learn from this? The throne of God. Authority, complete authority. The Bible mentions the thrones of Egypt and the thrones of many kingdoms, but God's throne. 
is above all. Above all authority. All authority emanates from him. He puts up, he pulls down. Secondly, it's a place of majesty and honour. That should shape the way we worship. The way we approach God. All honour is due unto him because he sits on the throne. And therefore when we approach him, our prayers, our worship, our thoughts of him should be of a majestic God. Thirdly, it's the place of perfect justice. The throne, that's where the king would sit in ancient times and occasionally now on a coronation or the opening of parliament. But God is always on his throne and he's always dispensing justice and ultimately all justice will be done. Shall not the God of all the earth do what is right? It's a place of holiness, purity. It's a place of pure praise and worship. And the very final chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22 verse 1 it's the source. God's throne is the source of all eternal life. Out of that throne runs the river through the great city of our God, and that's the river of life. All life comes from the throne of God. Through Christ, dispersed and dispensed to the elect, what a wonderful thing, the eternal life. But let's come to our verse. We've not touched it. What does this say? This says that tonight, and whenever you're in need, go to the final verse, in time of need, we're always in need. Problem is we don't realise it. Problem is we look elsewhere or we depend upon ourselves or we pray as a last resort. But when we're in a time of need, all the time, we can go boldly. We can go by faith in confidence unto that very throne of God in heaven, to the place that unbelievers can't access. The prayers of an unbeliever are not heard unless it's the prayer of repentance and faith and the prayer that the Lord would draw near and give us faith and give us repentance. But we, we can draw near boldly and that for us isn't a throne of judgment no it's not a throne of fear it's one that we can go right up close where Christ sits with him as our interceder a throne of grace and we can obtain there's a certainty to that that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What's the situation that we find ourselves in tonight? In your heart. In your life. Do you feel your need tonight? Are you aware of your needs? They are many. Realise them. Know them. Be aware of them. Acknowledge them. And then go to that heavenly throne of grace. Go boldly through Christ. And when we're there in prayer with bowed knee, with humble heart, we can have that mercy, undeserved mercy, grace, undeserved favour, 
to help in time of need. Are we anxious? Are we distressed? Do we know the future? No. We were in a care home. We were just down the road yesterday afternoon and somebody read out the sign. It said on the sign, if you are feeling anxious, angry or distressed, don't leave the building. And we looked at each other and we said, well, we feel all of those sometimes. But the answer is, leave the building in prayer. Go up to the throne room of heaven. Draw near to God as we will do tonight. Pray to him. Show your faith. Prove your faith. And he will help in 